is that for a first game? The New York Rangers in Peter Laviolette's first game as Rangers head coach beat the Buffalo Sabres 5-1 in Buffalo. And for all the doubting, and you know, I, I'm one of them and thinking maybe they get off to a slow start, new head coach, new system. Boy, did the Rangers look good tonight. This was a very impressive showing from top to bottom. A real 60-minute effort uh, against a Buffalo team that, look, is certainly not the best defensively, but has some of the best young offensive talent in the game. And the Rangers really shut them down. Uh, and you could just see the structure. Uh, this felt a lot different. And, and look, it's one game. It's one game. And in fact, last year, Rangers played a pretty good game one versus uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and, you know, obviously there was heavy motivation there with the fact that the Lightning had beaten the Rangers in the playoffs the year before. But still, this was good after... The preseason was kind of, you know, it didn't look great, but you didn't really know what to make of it. So the Rangers here, you know, jump out to an early lead and never look back. Um, again, full credit to Peter Laviolette. Like that's, I think that is the big thing here. And, you know, him and the coaching staff did a really good job. And let's hope the Rangers, this can be a springboard and the Rangers can continue this good play moving forward. So. Quickly, just confirming, you know, as I had said in the uh, the last episode regarding the opening night roster, Jimmy Vesey wasn't, in fact, a healthy scratch for the forward group. And I would expect him to be a healthy scratch with the success of this game. Vesey will very likely be a healthy scratch against Columbus. The way that Laviolette was talking, it kind of seemed like it was between him and Benino, which is interesting, right? Because maybe Pitlick could have been in that conversation, but it seemed like Benino... Uh, or at least that's the way Laviolette, like, made it seem. Maybe that wasn't actually the case. But either way, uh, and on defense, uh, expected Zach Jones was the healthy scratch. So, Lafreniere ends up playing on that second line right wing with Heedle centering and Panarin on the left side. And that was a very good line. So, we'll start there. Um We'll, we'll start there. Alexi Lafreniere was one of the best players tonight. And what was good was we saw a couple of players who the fans, myself included, you want to see more from. Lafreniere being one of them. And he scores the first goal of the Rangers season at 347 scores from Panarin and Hedl. And it felt like there was more of a shoot first mentality. And that's what you want to see. With Laviolette, and, and nothing is created equal. But I feel as if, think about the Rangers coaches since the lockout. It's always like kind of going from one extreme to the next, where Rennie was more of a, more of a hands-off sort of coach um, and, and, you know, was maybe too friendly. Then you bring in Torts, who's the absolute opposite. Then you bring in Vigneault, who, again, like a bit laid back, um, you know, and then David Quinn. Definitely more hands-on than Gerard Gallant. More hands-off. And now LaViolette, more like, not as not to the extreme of Tortorella, but more of that, you know, really preaching defense and really preaching structure. Um, and, and it seemed like they were shooting the puck, you know, on net more. The Rangers had 31 shots on goal tonight. They had shot the Sabres 31-25. I just felt like the Rangers played very well five-on-five, five, which on a Gerard Gallant, that was not always the case. So Lafreniere, on a play where Panarin shoots it off the goalie, uh, Devin Levi, 
and Lafreniere scores right in front. And that's where Alexi Lafreniere gets a lot of his goals, right in front of the net, and, and give Philip Heedle the other assist. So the Rangers take a one nothing lead there. Then at 8-14, uh, penalties to Chris Crowder and Jordan Greenway. So uh, it's four on four for two minutes, and nothing comes of that. And then at 12.06, probably a questionable call. Zach Benson is called for hooking Adam Fox. Uh, it looked like Fox might have held the stick. You know, Rangers might have caught a break there, and they take advantage of it. It's the one, it's the one Ranger power play goal of the night. Uh, the Rangers went one for four on the power play, and it's Chris Kreider. Uh, Chris Kreider, the first of two goals of the night for Kreider, both on both on the special teams. It's the classic Kreider deflection in front. Uh, just a, a shot by Fox. Kreider just gets a stick on it. He is really the best in the game at that. Um, it's just it's impressive. And so he's kind of picking up right where he left off in that Devils series. Uh, so it's Crowder from Fox and Zibanejad. And the Rangers take a 2-0 lead. A very, very well-played first period. Uh, shots on goal in the first were, let's see here, tw uh, 12 for the Rangers and 7 for the Sabres. Yeah, 12 to 7. So a really good first period, even when you look at the shots. So let's go to the second. Second period, I'd say, was mostly good. Um, Jeff Skinner called for an early penalty. Trip Kako, Kapo Kako. Rangers don't score on the power play. What was good was, uh, you know, the second unit got a chance as well. So the second unit was mostly comprised of Heedle, Lafreniere, Kako, Keandre Miller, uh, and Blake Wheeler. But there was a time later in the game where it was Gustafson and not Wheeler. So, interesting that Keandre is getting the nod. Oh, well, here's the first thing that's good. No Jacob Trouba on the second unit, which I've been asking for forever, which is the right move. But what's also interesting is Eric Gustafson, you know, doesn't get that automatic chance on the second unit. It was Keandre Miller, which, like, like it's kind of, it's a tough choice. And so, look, maybe it gets to the point where, like, a Blake Wheeler gets taken off that second unit. Um, but we'll see. So, later in the period, the Rangers score again, and it's it's the bald man, Artemi Panarin, who shaved his head. Um, you know, we, we're, we're used to him with the with the long locks, but you know, uh, he's I guess you know maybe symbolic of a more serious approach. Um, Panarin scores, and Panarin was good tonight. Uh, the, the goal was unassisted, but really, Alexi Lafreniere deserves the credit. At the blue line, he makes a play, puts pressure on the Sabres. He creates the turnover. He wasn't rewarded with an assist, but it, it leaves Panarin in. And Panarin, I almost feel like he caught Levi uh, by surprise. Again, Artemi Panarin has a good shot and should use it more. He does shoot here, wrist shot, and it's in. 3 nothing Rangers. Then was the one not-so-good sequence. And it was a little bit of a bad bounce, but J.J. Paterka at 18.30 of the second scores. Uh, so it's the only goal that Shesterkin would allow on the night. Uh, it cuts it to 3-1. It's assists to uh, Power and Yoki Haru. Uh, and, uh, you know, this was a block shot by Truba, and Paterka scores. I, I felt like Blake Wheeler was a little bit too nonchalant, you know, coming back. You know, if I'm, again, I'll be one of the few people, I'll, I'll throw some criticisms out there. It wasn't, like, overly impressed with, impressed with Blake Wheeler. I know he doesn't have blazing speed, and I'm sure, you know, look, he doesn't have a huge role on the team, so it's fine. Look, in a third-line role, it should be okay. But I just felt like maybe there could have been a little bit more urgency on the back check. But, like, that's just him. On the whole, the team was really, really locked in and was very good in the neutral zone. And then another criticism. 
1923, Eric Gustafson interferes with Zach Benson. Now, I like the Gustafson edition, and I thought there were some good things, but not a great penalty there. And I thought that, you know, Gustafson could have been a little bit better. Um, but I still think as a third pair guy, he is one of the better left side third pair defense the Rangers had. But I thought maybe uh, not the best night for Gustafson, but I, I might, be, might be a little bit harsh uh, come, uh, on my part. But anyway, uh, it's 3-1 going into the third, and, you know, the Sabres have that power play to start the third. And the Rangers do kill it off. A lot of block shots by the Rangers. Ryan Lindgren, I mean, the, the, the guy is just a, an absolute warrior. Just tons of block shots from Lindgren. Uh, Nick Benino as well uh, with block shots. So, like, a lot of that, which is a good habit to, to, for them to get into. You worry about injuries. You worry about them tiring out. But, hey, that's the right habits to get into for a hockey team. Um, the, the, the ones that are willing to sell their body, uh, those are the ones um, that usually end up, you know, that, that's a good attribute to have for a team. And it just, it seemed noticeable. Like, it seemed like, you know, it, we didn't really see it as much probably the last two years just because of how, again, how noticeable it was, specifically on the PK. So it's 3-1 Rangers still. Then the Rangers take a couple of penalties. At 8.51, Philip Heedle makes it, he turns the puck over to Zemgis Gergensons and trips him. And then as that power, the Rangers are doing a good job in the PK. As that one's expiring, Vincent Trocek trips uh, Paterka. Not a great penalty by, by Vinny Trocek, who I felt like last year took some bad penalties as well. Um, so it's 5-on-3 for a little bit. Rangers kill it off. And then Chris Kreider does it again. It's a short end to go for Kreider on a nice effort by Mika Zibanejad. So that duo gets it done there, as we've seen them in recent years do shorthanded. Uh, Kreider, his second goal of the night. Zibanejad, his second assist of the night. And Keandre Miller gets an assist as well. Mika really made this play happen. And Chris Kreider is just very good at scoring goals. So it makes it 4-1 Rangers. And the Rangers really cruise from there. Um, Kyle, uh, let's see here. The Sabres would pull the goalie. You don't always see that down three, but I, I don't know, maybe opening night or just, you know, yeah, got nothing to lose. And Jacob Truba scores a goal. Uh, you know, one of those in the defensive zone. They win the faceoff. He shoots it down and it goes in. So Truba scores from Kreider and Zibanejad. So give Kreider three points on the night. Give Zibanejad three assists on the night. Uh, gives the Rangers a 5-1 lead. Then the Rangers would actually draw a power play. Will up and... It's uh, glad that I actually uh, saw this. Okozo roughs Will Cooley. Rangers don't score on this power on this power play as the game, you know, expired. But Will Cooley did well. Like, a lot of hits. And hoping to see him like, stick with, the, you know, stick with the team. And he got 12 minutes and 34 seconds of ice time, you know, which isn't that much. But that's okay. I, I mean, that that is, you know, look, he's... He's a third-line guy who's probably more, you know, but he might not necessarily get third-line minutes. But, hey, thought he did well. I think he was credited with four hits on the night. And Igor Shesterkin uh, earns his 100th win of his NHL career. I believe he's the seventh-fastest goalie, I think was the stat, in NHL history to reach 100 wins. Now, obviously, that stat is misleading because, you know, obviously, since the lockout uh, going into the 2005-2006 season, ties were taken away. And so there has to be a win that comes out of games. With that, I mean, that, but that's not me, meant to discredit. I'm just saying some of the stats are misleading. But Igor wasn't really tested. Good game from him, but, like, he's not really a talking point. Uh, and so really, really good game for the Rangers. Again, for me, like, the three 
guys that really, I guess, kind of stood out were Crowder, Lafreniere, and Panarin. Uh, th th those are the three, but other really good contributions as well. So now the Rangers will stay on the road. Uh, their second game will be a road game at the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are coming off of a loss uh, tonight versus the Philadelphia Flyers. So Columbus, uh, it will not be their first home game. It will be their second, uh, as tonight they hosted the Philadelphia Flyers. Columbus, uh, you don't want to take anyone lightly. It's a, it's a divisional opponent in Columbus. Um, but... Uh, you know, the Rangers, if they can play like they did tonight, there should be success that is had versus the Blue Jackets. I would almost definitely uh, expect Igor Shosurkin to be in net for that one. I don't think we'll see Jonathan Quick for a bit, uh, you know, and I think the, the Rangers' schedule is such that they don't need to. So this was much, much better than I could have ever imagined. It's just one game, and so you don't want to, you know, fans are very excited, and, and I get it, you know, especially with the, you know, that bad taste in your mouth from the, the, uh, the exit last year versus the New Jersey Devils, you know, really hoping for something good. And, and for me, you know, Yankees, the season was a dud. The Giants, I mean, absolute nightmare. So for the Rangers to get off to a good start is good. It gives you something to look forward to. So... Again, the New York Rangers in Peter Laviolette's New York Ranger head coaching debut go to Buffalo and they win 5-1 on opening night.